them. Oh, they better not be going to Mrs. Taylor's. Bet they are. Aggie could see what the boys were up to. They were going to tie a string to someone's knocker. And probably the one next door as well, and sneak round into the entry to pull the string. What's going on out there? Nana asked. Pointing for me, Aggie said, Look, see, the knocker'll go bang, and there won't be no one there. May watched with wide eyes. They're going to Mrs. Taylor's, she told her grandmother. Oh, Nana said, sucking air in through her remaining teeth with a look of mischief. There'll be fireworks. She looked at Aggie, po-faced, then winked. Aggie wished they lived over the other side, so that she could see Mrs. Taylor come cursing to her door. Even though Phyllis Taylor was an upright religious woman who sailed around with an air of being above everyone else, when provoked enough she would drop her lardy-dar voice and swear like a trooper, and that was all part of the fun. A moment later, though, before there was any hope of the knock-knock trick, Aggie saw Mrs. Taylor herself come storming along the street in one of her hats. Aggie! Jen Green erupted into the room, sleeves rolled, apron on. Why'd you have to make me call you a dozen times? As if I haven't got enough on me plate with him. She jerked her head towards the floor above. In bed again. She shot her mother a look which implied without much doubt that she was part of what was on her plate as well. What's got into you, wench? What are you gulping at? She came over, about to administer a slap, but seeing Aggie's intent gaze, she was drawn to the window. Oh, my! Look at that! What's up with Her Majesty? Jane Green was a short, plump woman with the vivid red hair which her mother Frieda Adams had once had, and which had been inherited by some of her children. She wore it scraped back into a half-made bum from which bits were escaping. Today, her face had an especially sallow, sickly look. Though she was in her mid-thirties, she looked older, worn out by hard work and poverty but her permanent air of being put upon was counteracted by the girlish, upturned angle of her nose, which made her appear more cheerful than she felt a lot of the time, with a sick husband, a mother, and five children to look after. Aggie could smell her mother's sweat mixed with rough washing soap as she leaned over her. Jen absent-mindedly reached round and stroked May's head, and Aggie watched with jealous hunger. When was Mum ever nice to her like that? All she got was being ordered around. What's going on then? Nana asked again, never one to be left out. Oh, that one looks as if she's lost a pound and found threepence. Jen's breath steamed the glass. And oh my, she giggled, look at that hat. Mrs. Taylor was striding away along the street. She was a huge, swarthy faced, handsome woman, built altogether on a grand scale and today seeming to hold herself even more loomingly than usual. She was given to extravagant dress. She had on her usual bottle-green coat and a wide-brimmed hat, its brim positively bristling with fruit and feathers all round, and there was a bursting storm-cloud look to her. Jen leaned closer to the window as Mrs. Taylor receded along the street. "'Don't pull that curtain out too far, Aggie. She'll see us. Blimey, she looks like one of them tanks!' No one had better get in her way. She'll flatten them. Craning their necks, they watched until Phyllis Taylor's fearsome figure had disappeared past the mission hall at the end and out of sight. I wonder what's eating her, Jen said, moving back from the window. 
Anyway, miss, the washing. Perhaps it's cause Dolly's come home, Aggie interrupted. Jen turned, frowning. What? Dolly Taylor? How do you know? I saw her this morning, in the road with her hat on and a bundle. She never saw me. She was all sort of bent over. I expect he was the next one up you saw. Rachel, Nana said. You'd be hard pushed to tell him apart. No, Aggie insisted. It was Dolly. I know it was. Well, there you are, Jen said, digesting this gossip with relish. She's supposedly in service with some Mrs. Lardydar or other. Out sudden way, I think it was. I wonder what that one's doing back so soon. She might be paying a visit, mightn't she? Aggie suggested, lowering May to the floor, despite her squeaks of protest.